Okay. So how has your week been? Pretty good. Uh, it's super fucking busy at work because of the hot spots. We love that. Love that for you. Yeah. So it's been it's been <laughs> pretty busy. But other than mm-hmm. that, nothing nothing different, to be honest. Wait, okay, so you watched the Chris, Do- uh, Chris Watts documentary on Netflix? Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. The, one, now, if you haven't already watched it, you need to go watch it right now. That was, that was like, one of the better documentaries because it wasn't, like, interviews the whole time. Like, they yeah. had real footage. You know, it's... Like, f- body cam footage, footage from her Facebook, like... That was intense. Right. Yeah, it's actually funny you bring that up because my friend Janelle and I have standing FaceTime dates on Fridays uh-huh. and sometimes Sundays or a Monday, depending on what our schedule is. But yeah, she texted me on like Sunday or, or Friday, I can't remember, and she's like, hey, um, I, like, I'm almost done. I'm finishing this documentary up. Do you mind like waiting 15 minutes for me? And I was like, yeah, but what documentary are you watching? Because I just finished one. And it was, it was the Chris Watts one. It's... First of all, fuck him. He is a disgusting human being. I mood. Uh, but so the reason I bring it up is because I have. So as you know, with work, I work five a.m. Yes. On Thursdays, I'm in. A, I have to be clocking into work at five a.m. on Thursdays, and I get out at like one o'clock. So I always come home and I'm dead tired. I'm the biggest asshole you'll ever meet. <laughs> Either I'm just an asshole or I'm a zombie, but the I always end I shower, I get into bed by like two thirty to take a nap. And lately I've been watching Bailey Sarian. You I doubt you've heard of her because you're I, not like into that I makeup haven't. life. She does makeup she does so she does like get ready with her makeup looks uh-huh. while she tells you a murder story. And it's so good. So I was watching, like, so I, I've been watching, like, different ones of hers, and I decided I want to go back and watch them from, like, the beginning. Right. Because she's just, she's so funny. She tells the story so well. So if you haven't checked her out, you definitely need to do that. She is so talented. She's such a talented makeup artist to begin with. And, but she's also so detailed in the way that she tells the story, and she's super sensitive about the way she tells the story, right. too. Is she, like, is, like... Is she, like, a professional, like, makeup artist, too? I mean, in my opinion, she looks like she is, but I haven't watched more than her makeup, uh, murder, ma- murder mystery and makeup Mondays is what she calls them. <laughs> um, Anyone who can do makeup is a makeup artist to me, to be honest, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, her first one she does for her series is the Chris Watts Fuck. story. Yeah. And she goes, I guess she looked at all the pages of discovery that were in the, the court case. And the reason I bring it up is because she brings up so many facts. And when she tells a story that they don't talk about in the documentary about his mistress and like the things she was doing that were super sus. Oh, mm, and don't like I that. was like, so like I watched it because I put it on because I was like, all right, I watched a documentary. Like I can just fall asleep to this because I'm the weirdo that falls asleep to murder shows. Love that for you. And then it got really interesting when she started talking about that. I was like, fuck, now I can't fall asleep because I want to know. Like the mistress was <coughs> Googling like um, marrying the man you're having an affair with and <laughs> and like all of these different sketchy things 
that like okay I get it but like in the documentary they made her seem like she had no idea he was married or that like she had no idea that he was still married because she said like he had told her he was separated from his wife but based on like the fact that they like I guess they took her computer and like went through it yeah when they from when they were together and she didn't do and first of all if you're gonna google any of the things that she googled you do that in incognito where they (laughs) don't keep a record of your history come on guys and so like based on like those google searches it seemed like they she knew that he was still married and she and i'm not blaming and i'm not blaming her at all for anything that's happened right but it just like wasn't included in the documentary they i guess they didn't want to include it because they didn't have footage of it but then that's when you do like a black screen with the the text on it and like title information they could have done like a screen recording of like the discovery yeah or the documents showed showed the documents on right but that again i just felt like she did such a good job telling the story that i was just like wait what this is all new information to me and i just watched like this hour and a half documentary about it so that's why i uh, like brought it up was because i was just like so i'll send you the link and you okay. have to watch it okay i'll and watch just it watching her do her mu- her makeup is just like so relaxing <laughs> she's so good at it oh but um yeah no definitely i'll send you the link for it okay it's insane and she tells some like really good murders like some really fucked up stuff i um, have like oddly enough not been in a murder mood lately i've not listened to i know i just haven't i've just got out of it because i listen to them at work right when i'm at my office yeah and because my office has been so lovely and they let us listen to whatever while we're working because we are typing most of the day you know yeah and i can multitask so i listen to the podcasts while i'm doing things you know coding and, and mm-hmm. whatnot which is like mindless you know yeah and so I just got really into the habit of listening to these, like, you know, true crime in- stories and murder intense. stories. Yeah, because they, like, keep your mind going because you're, like, thinking about things, right? Mm-hmm. But now that I'm home, like, there's more things to stimulate me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. stimulate my brain. So it's like, I don't need that. So I've been listening to, like, just, like, more lighthearted podcasts. Like, uh, like I shot it out before uh, Fanatic, uh, Fant- what is it? Like, Fantastic Fix and Where to Find Them and Potterless have been the two that I was listening to a lot. And I was listening to Office Ladies, but I've kind of stopped because, I don't know, I stopped for like a couple weeks and I haven't gotten back to it. <laughs> but so I feel like I really need a really good story to get me back in to that. To that. Yeah, you should definitely listen to this one because you already know the story. Right. But like she gives so much more detail about his affair that right. like they don't really touch on in the documentary. That was a lot of vodka. Fuck. <laughs> okay, that's not a bad thing. So, great segue. What are you drinking? Vodka and vodka? Water? No, lemonade and vodka. Ooh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a deadly. That's a deadly combination. I, so I bought this San Pellegrino lemonada. I thought it was a lemon seltzer water, but then mm-hmm. I got home and, and realized it wasn't. Not a bad thing. It's just very, very super lemony. So I have to mm. literally dilute it with water. And then mm-hmm. put the vodka in because it's just like it's just a little too much, you know. Yeah. And I see you're drinking a Stella. I earned it. I had a Stella for the first time the other day, and I can't believe I didn't tell you it was really good. Yeah, it's my favorite. That is again old reliable. Stella is the best. Yeah, I went out with a friend 
we met out for lunch or dinner. I mean, I just got back to the city, so this was a couple weeks ago. And he was like, yeah, let's go out, like, meet out for dinner. So we went out and dinner for dinner, and he ordered a Stella. So I was like, this is, like, the perfect time for me to try one and see what Francesca's so been good. raving about. But, yeah, it was pretty good. It's my favorite. I would like to shout out that it is Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. Oh, my God. You know Canadians don't count. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, that yeah. is a callback <laughs> as those in the industry that we're not a part of would call it <laughs> that we're pretending to be a part of a part of yes <laughs> that we are not actually it's a completely opposite from us but that is a callback and if you haven't listened to our episode american predator definitely give that yes a quick scan and you'll hear that in that story anyway let me go get another beer before we continue <laughs> oh we should probably introduce this podcast you know we always do that. Yeah, so this is Booze or booze and Books. Oh my gosh, what a throwback. I know. This is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Alicia. And I'm Francesca. And this is a podcast where we drink and then talk about the books we read this week. Yes. So this week is Alicia's turn. Yes. I just want to point out, I picked my book for the week before Halloween. I'm not going to say No, don't. What it is. I like the surprise. It's a- it's a classic, though. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited to. I'm excited to read it. Is it Jekyll and Hyde? Was, I'm not telling. Why would you ask <laughs> if, I'm, if I just said I'm not going to tell you? I thought I'd surprise you. Um, <laughs> my uncle recommended it when we decided when we were walking through when I was walking through Target yesterday and we were talking the entire yes. time and figured out shit. There's a week between Halloween and I love the 17th. being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we both are, so it's between the two of us, there's two brain cells. That's right. So I texted my uncle real quick, and I was like, SOS, I need a scary book. And he's like, here's seven recommendations. Damn, he came through. He he really did. Okay, so are we ready to start? Yeah, I don't think gonna... we have we have no reviews to shout out, because you people still have not, other than yeah. your therapist, shout out Shannon. Shannon's gonna get a shout out every week Yeah, you guys gotta review us So we can shout someone else out But, you know, Shannon is just the MVP so far Yeah, she's just crushing it With the single review We love that for her We're gonna get into my book so oh yes okay so you haven't told me what this book yet is yet. okay yeah so. because I had a couple different options I read this other book called The Agony House but I wasn't vibing with it and mm. just really did not get into it as much as I wanted to so I decided to go back to Plan A which is Mexican Gothic oh my god yeah I've so for my Friday class yeah. we had to do like yeah. products product specs mm-hmm. like book book specs. And American Gothic was one of them. You mean or not American? Mexican me, Gothic. Mexican Gothic was one of them. Mood. Okay, so you know the cover then. Oh, I love that cover so much. It's I a love great the cover. Green. I love the green. <laughs> I love green. I love how it plays off of the skin tone and the dress, and it just like it all. Uh, chef's kiss. It's, chef's kiss. It's a beautiful cover. It's whoever did that cover did a great job. I know exactly. So yeah, I'm. I read Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Morena Garcia, and it's a gothic thriller. I Ooh. I don't know if I would exactly. I think they do technically call it horror, but I don't know. Horror is a touch. Did it not scare you? No, but I don't very 
ever, you know, in books at least, I don't ever really get scared. I just... That's fair. So back to Mexican Gothic. Gothic. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get right in to this. It, okay. So Mexican Gothic, it's, we start off with this girl named Naomi who's in her early 20s. I think she's supposed to be 22, but I can't remember exactly the age, but it's early 20s. Yeah. She's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. We'd love that. Like, literally, she, in the book, she almost legit says that, like, says that. <laughs> like, we love that. she almost spells it out for us. And it's, she's just great. Naomi takes no shit and and gives, like, she'll give it back to you if she, you are giving her shit. So she's a great person. Great character. Her dad works for this big company. I, I think it, for some reason I feel like it has to do with oil, but it, it might not be. It's just some big company that has a lot of money. Whatever. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, right, literally. <laughs> I, don't, I literally cannot remember what this company does, but it's really not important because it really does not come up again. So her cousin... Catalina recently got married to this man. Called, his name is Virgil Doyle, which, okay. by the way, Catalina, beautiful name. My neighbor's stepmom. Yeah. His name is Catalina. It's so the- pretty. So she recently got married to this man named Virgin, Virgil Doyle, who Naomi thinks is a bit suspect. Like, because everything happens. Because all men are. Right, yes. exactly. She, everything happens super fast. And Doyle, uh, Virgil Doyle's family has recently like run out of money, so Naomi thinks that the Doyles are after after Catalina's money because her she's actually an orphan, and Naomi's dad took her in, but okay. but she still has money left from her parents, you know. Is this set in Mexico or is this? Yeah, it's set in Mexico. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like a Mexican family in America. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to see... I think it was, like... It's, like, the 1940s, maybe? Okay. Yeah, so... She... Naomi's sus- suspect of this man because he is just not it. Not it, sis. Right, exactly. So, lately, Catalina has been sending strange letters that say things like she's seeing ghosts and that her husband is poisoning her. So, Naomi's dad is, like... You are really good friends with Catalina. You guys were, like, inseparable. You should go and see her because it's been a while. And something is up. Like, this is so weird. Your cousin is not like this. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. My favorite TikTok sound. But continue. Yeah. So, Naomi's dad is like, you need to go visit Catalina because something is up. So, Naomi begrudgingly goes off to visit Catalina in... Um, in her husband's extra as fuck mansion in this small ass poor town. So, right when Naomi rolls up, things are fucking weird. Like, as expected. Right. Like, Virgil's aunt, Florence. Well, first of all, his name is a Virgil. Literally. So, you should expect Thank something you. weird. Thank you. Fucking damn. So, Virgil's aunt, Florence. Meets Naomi when she comes to the house and just is automatically a bitch to the max. 
like okay that's me gives her fucking all these rules like i can't remember all of them one of them was like don't smoke in the house okay that's fair oh okay but this was also like the 1940s so like that's like you know what i mean that was still socially acceptable exactly don't smoke they didn't know that smoking (laughs) caused severe cancer and death right literally and don't this one was really weird like don't leave the house unless you've given me a day's notice in advance weird what is she hiding her dead bodies in the front seriously and and naomi can drive so it's just so weird strong independent woman exactly so yeah and she gives her so much attitude but naomi gives no fucks and demands right demands to see catalina right away she's like hell yeah bring me to my cousin so she goes and sees catalina and Catalina does not. Wait, her cousin? Yeah. I thought they were sisters. No, they're cousins. Because, like, the, the, okay, I thought the dad. Her, the dad did, like, dad basically kind of, like, adopt him, d- adopt her. Oh, oh but, okay, because it was her, like, family's. Yeah. Except cousin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got it, I got it. Yeah, I got yeah, it. yeah. I thought she was, like, a legitimate orphan that they did not know. Oh, no, no, no. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Catalina is her, like, cousin by blood. But her family died. By choice. Sorry. <laughs> but her family died, and Naomi's okay. parents or dad took her in. Okay. I thought she was, like, a child from an orphanage that he nah. was just like, pluck you out of here. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. We thought it was an Annie situation. You know. We got it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the goals. So she demands to see Catalina right away, and... Catalina, when she gets up there and sees her, does not look good at all. Okay, Sis- she hasn't put her makeup on that day. We don't fucking... <laughs> so Cat- Some of us are completely different without it. <laughs> Catalina has a fever and is tripping and talking about these ghosts still. Okay, but what drugs is she on? <laughs> Literally. Like, that sounds like fun. Seriously. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do drugs, Uncle Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's on some shit let me tell you like tripping balls she's tripping she's telling catalina or sorry she's telling catalina is telling naomi that she are seeing ghosts and just all this shit and okay i see ghosts when i have sleep paralysis <laughs> oh man and before this naomi's dad sent her there specifically because he thought catalina needed a psychiatrist because she's writing about seeing ghosts and shit so Maybe she's just fucking psychic. That's dope. (laughs) So Florence, being the bitch that she is, rushes Naomi out of the room saying her cousin needs to rest. Whatever, bitch. Fine. We'll leave. Flo. Literally. So Auntie Flo. I think I think there's an allegory there that you're missing. So now this is where I think if my cousin, who is like a sister to me, is that ill my ass would not be leaving her side and it's, it's just uh, i don't know if she pissed me off if one of my <laughs> sisters did that to me i'm guaranteed i'd go and get her husband and be like you want to deal with this because i'm not oh my gosh and it's it's just super weird because in the be- in the beginning of the book naomi is established as not one to conform to politeness like she just does not care oh so naomi is me yeah basically Literally. So, so she's an Aries. Okay. Yeah. So her not insisting on being there was just super weird to me. Like, 
I was like, homegirl, what maybe is she was, up? Maybe she was possessed. We're maybe get, a ghost got in her head. We'll and, get to that. Wait. Okay, can I pose a theory? Yeah, pose a theory. Go ahead. Naomi's actually dead. And then she's the <laughs> almost spit out my drink i was going to take a drink and stopped because that was enough <laughs> um naomi's actually dead and catalina is like finally figured it out and that's why she's saying i'm seeing ghosts she was and dead like the everyone whole time. in catalina's life is actually dead oh my gosh shut the fuck up it's the sixth sense <laughs> it's the mexican sixth sense Oh my god, could you imagine that? It would actually be a really good remake. Like, an entire Latino cast. I'm like down. Latina, Latino cast. Oh, love that. Love that for us. Let's do it. Because <laughs> they would not be putting up with the shit that they put up with in that movie, let me tell you. I'd also hope, if this was me, if this was happening to me, that you would come and save my ass. Because I do not need this shit in oh, my life. I wouldn't be putting... I wouldn't... First of all, we both know I would never let you marry, much less date, a man named Virgil. <laughs> So there wouldn't, we wouldn't even get to this point. Like, if it got to the altar, I would come up to you and be like, are you, you sure? sure? Oh, my gosh. His name is Virgil. Virgil. No hate to Virgils, but, like, you guys have a bad rep. So then over dinner, a whole lot of racist bullshit. I'm, literally, I'm doing I'm spirit thinking, fingers right I'm now. I'm thinking when you say that. Um, yeah. I think of like when you you put the star emojis around something to make it like fun, racist that's bullshit. Fu- that's funny because I literally put the tilde asterisk tilde emoji or not emoji, but like I put tilde asterisk tilde around racist bullshit because I needed to add some spice to it because <laughs> it was just so predictable. Because so the Doyles are from England and immigrated. Not immigrated. Oh, we love colonizers. It's... Yes. So over dinner, there's a whole lot of racist bullshit where Virgil's dad, Howard, implies that she's insuperior, quote unquote, because of her pedigree. To which I was like, sir? Yes. Fuck off. Not a fan at all. Men ain't so shit. He's these, on the shit list. Yeah, literally. Then this man, Virgil... Gets all bent out of shape over Naomi's father's insistent insistence over getting a psychiatrist up in, in this house. This sounds like the yellow wallpaper. Literally. It's very reminiscent to the yellow wallpaper. Which was great. I love Fantastic. Love that. Oh, yes. He in Virgil insists he's taking care of his wife and says that their doctor, Dr. Cummins, Cummins. Whatever it's spelt, see you. Shut the fuck up! I hate you. I literally can't stand you. <laughs> it's spelt um, C U M M I N S. He insists that their doctor has been taking care of her and that Florence has been giving her medication. Anti Flo, we ever. do not trust. She's on the shit list too. Thank you. Because Over anybody dinner. can be on the shit list. We are not. We do not discriminate based on gender so at this point i'm just thinking virgil is a fucking creep virgil sounds like a verge he's horrible because i do not trust this man at all not one percent because he why would you trust a man in the first place he is just so suspect but whatever then 
we find out that there are three employees that work at the mansion, none of which speak to Naomi. They're basically like Avoxes from the Hunger Games. They they don't speak. They just are there. Okay, they don't speak, but they still have their tongues. Yeah, they still have their tongues, but they just do not speak at all. Okay. uh, Throughout the whole book. Honestly, I love that, though. No one fucking talked to me. Like, (sighs) just stand there and keep me company, but don't fucking talk to me. Oh, oh boy. What, too much? No, I just am not a fan of these people. They're just creepy. Okay, so we don't like them. Got it. Then... We get a description of the house. The house is cold and quiet, just like every other house in a gothic novel. Whatever. We've all heard it before. Who cares? Florence's son, Francis, is the nicest of the family to Naomi. And explains... Oh, Frank. We love that. Francis is Florence's son. He's the nicest of the family to Naomi and explains that their income were these mines that have been flooded since 1915 and that they have kept the house quiet since because of Howard's comfort, which is Virgil's dad. Whatever. We also find out... Listen, we find out Howard is into eugenics. <laughs> so fucking we got he is. Literally, so we get a dash of Nazi up in here in this book. Not it's Lundenberg, so, baby. Love that for us. (laughs) So, yeah, that's great. The next day, Naomi finally gets to see Catalina again. Mm -hmm. And Catalina asks her to get this remedy from a local healer named Marta. And she also tells Naomi to talk quietly and watch out as a a result of this home, like the mansion she's Mm -hmm. in. She's saying that the home can hear her. Okay. Got yellow wallpaper. Canalina says that there are ghosts within the partitions, and she's just. No, I this chick it. is losing. This chick is losing it. I believe but it. Before Canalina can say anything else, Doctor C- uh, Cummins, Cummins, whatever the fuck you want to call it, he comes in and, sw- and like just starts spewing this bullshit about how. She's Catalina is doing fine and she's just perfectly normal. And then Virgil comes in and tries to tell Naomi that she doesn't know her cousin and that Catalina has always been depressed and been like this her whole life. Which Naomi is like, uh, I don't think so, but okay. That is not correct. Because according Literally. to the encyclopedia, that is a vine. Thank you, Krish. I quote that daily. Love that for you. So Naomi tells Virgil to go fuck himself. Hell yeah. And yeah, that's right. And insists on getting a second opinion. Love that for her. Yes. Always go to a second doctor. That's right. Naomi then asks Francis the next day to borrow his car so she can drive into town to get a second opinion. As I said before, this is a big no-no because Florence has already told her you have to get she, day early approval for that. I've been listening. Yes, exactly. Right. So Francis lets her borrow it regardless because he's, he's a straight simp. We love you, Frank. Yes. That's right. And she goes into town and finds Dr. Camarillo, 
who are, after a bit of back and forth between her and the doctor, she convinces to come back to the mansion with her and tells her about these epidemics have been breaking out in this mansion wherein people were working the mines because mm-hmm. they're not functional anymore. Right. Okay. So, wait. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's an epidemic of what? Like people just going crazy? No, I... Or they're just sick? They're they're just sick. Okay. Because they're point, like, from working in the mines that are no longer yes, operational. From, okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Got it. Right. So then Naomi leaves the doctor's office. Then she leaves the doctor's office and she goes and finds Marta, who is going to give her this remedy that her cousin was asking for, right? So Marta tells her that it's going to take her a hot second to make this remedy that her cousin is asking for, but that she doesn't think that this house is good. Like, as long as her cousin's going to be in this house, she's not going to be better, healthy. Yeah. Right, exactly. So Marta tells Naomi the story about how Ruth Doyle, Howard's daughter, was supposed to marry her cousin, Michael. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're getting we're getting incesty up here. Wait, Virgil's sister? Yeah, Virgil's sister, sister. I'm sorry. Was supposed to marry her first cousin. Yes. So Marta tells Naomi the story about how Virgil's sister was supposed to marry her cousin michael mm-hmm. however ruth virgil's sister ends up shooting and killing michael her mom aunt, aunt and uncle wow we love a big ass plot yeah. twist yeah and and ruth also shot her dad howard but he survived so okay theory two ruth is yes. living in the walls yeah so after ruth shoots howard and he survives she then shoots herself later at night florence chews fucking naomi's ass out for smoking in the house bitch don't tell me what to do she's just a bitch like that then virgil also finds naomi and tries to apologize Gross. We do not stand. Why is that gross that he tried to apologize? Because he's just, I don't know, he just gives me creepy vibes. You know, like, he's just weird. He just gives me such weird vibes. The way he corners Naomi in this, throughout this oh, whole okay. book. I got it. Like, I don't know. It just gives me bad vibes. You know? Bad vibes all around, man. Right. So then that night, as Na- Naomi sleeps, she has a nightmare of Howard Doyle hovering over Okay, over but to her be fair, he sounds super creepy and sounds like he's the type of person I would see when I have sleep paralysis. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame her at all because it's totally what I would also think of. But, like, she has this dream of him hovering over her in her sleep and a lady's voice telling her to, to get up. And I'm just not a fan of this because it's just so creepy. As someone who has been assaulted by a ghost, I can confirm it is creepy. Yikes. I got smacked in the ass by a ghost and I'm not even like, that's not even like a joke. It actually happened. Yuck. 
It was very uncomfortable. I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. It was a... Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. I'll tell that story at a later date. I'm still (laughs) reeling from the emotional trauma of it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ten years later. Oof. So, the next day, Dr. Camarillo comes up to the mansion that the Doyles own Mm -hmm. and looks at Catalina and says that she needs a psychiatrist. Like, no cap. (laughs) Fuck this. She needs a psychiatrist. This is just fucking bullshit right now. And, of course, Virgil doesn't agree because he's a little bitch. And he and Naomi fight about it because they fight about everything Mm -hmm. because Virgil's a little fucking asshole. Then, Naomi then goes out to smoke because she's got to, like, relieve this anxiety that's happening. Obviously. Obviously, it's... 1940s or 50s and out there she sees francis studying these mushrooms that have sorry yeah maybe that's what theory three he's feeding her these mushrooms to drive her crazy so then she dies and he gets her money boom I win. wow i mean i support it oh okay so you just gave away the ending <laughs> okay i don't need to finish the story i know she has a slight argument with francis about how she's not been following francis's mother's rules florence and naomi just ends up apologizing to francis francis which is I think, british right yeah okay. they're all they're yeah the they're, doyles are basically just british okay i just wasn't okay 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 so then that night naomi has another nightmare this time she follows the sound of a, of a beating heart and finds that ruth has a she finds Ruth with a rifle. Ruth is dead? Is, yeah, Ruth is dead. So she's dreaming of Ruth. Is she dreaming or is she actually She. <laughs> they walk together shortly before Ruth shoots herself. She is then awoken by Virgil telling her that she's sleepwalking and she walks. And he walks her again to her room. Which is weird because Naomi has recently or previously talked about how she hasn't sleepwalked since she was young it's just very out of character for her i personally have never sleepwalked so it just seems creepy as fuck to me Mm -hmm. so there's that so naomi goes and visits marta and gets this remedy that catalina was talking about but marta also tells her about the story about the the doyles that howard's brother leland and howard First got to the city to reopen this town's outdated mines. Mm-hmm. And they began to work to set up the mine and the mansions. But quickly, their employees fell ill to the sickness and either died or became very, very, very sick. Howard's wife, Agnes, was one of these people who fell ill and then died. Howard then went and married Agnes's sister, Alice, who was at least five to seven years younger than Agnes, which is a little weird to me. That's a girl. It's his wife's, his dead wife's sister. Yes. It's his dead wife's sister. Any way you spin it, it's going to be Exactly. Gross. Thank you. So then a second wave of this illness comes kills more of their employees the mexican workers who they had hired without 
families in the direct town were buried on site at this mansion with no marker at all. So rumors begin to circulate that there's a mass grave that the Doyles used to bury these people who no longer mean mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. So during this all, then Ruth is born, the who kind of set this all off. Yeah. So by murdering everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So so Ruth is the oldest and she's engaged to be married to Michael, who is Leland her cousin. Yeah, so who is her cousin and Leland's oldest. So they're supposed to be married, but Ruth falls in love with this other guy named Benito even though she's supposed to be engaged to be married to Michael and that's when everything goes to shit. And there's rumors that when Howard discovered that Ruth was interested in Benito, he almost killed Ruth, but Benito soon after disappeared and no one knows why. So that's mysterious that's in the town. Sketchy. Exactly. After that creep fest, Naomi goes to see Dr. Camarillo about the rash that she's been having on her wrist and her chest since she's been in this mansion he offers her this ointment and bandages it up but is like yo i would be careful you know take care of yourself whatever this is very weird Mm -hmm. on the way back to the mansion naomi brings up the story of ruth to francis and francis says that she that ruth ought to have burned the whole fucking mansion down because it's just not good, not a good situation, right? Mood. Right. Na- Fucking do it. Right. Naomi then that night sneaks up to see Catalina and gives her this remedy from Marta. Catalina drinks this shit like it's a fucking Patron shot. <laughs> just drinks one after another. And no matter how much no Naomi tells her to stop drinking it. Kindling st- keeps drinking doses and instantly Kindling has a seizure mood. Awesome. Love that. Side effects may include seriously. So then Naomi starts screaming and calling for help. Dr. C comes up and tells her that the remedy that she gave her had opium in it. So then, therefore, obviously, Virgil has to go in, demean Naomi, because that's just his M.O. Love that. Top of the shit. Exactly. So, later that night, Naomi is feeling really shit about herself because she gave her cousin this remedy that's given her a seizure. Frances tells her it's not her fault, but that... Howard is really fucking sick with the, all these ulcers, and that's why they have to be so fucking ultra-sensitive in the house about all these rules, and that he's just, you know, controls the whole house. He's a little sensitive boy. Right. So then Naomi, later that night, has another crazy-ass dream about ghosts. So this has now become her fucking new normal. The next day, Naomi goes into town to town again. It's nothing eventful. She comes back. Florence 
harasses her about not letting her know when she's going into town because Florence apparently doesn't know how to be an independent woman or whatever. <laughs> Can't relate. She's a little erratic, Auntie Flo. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. So, after she comes home and gets harassed by Florence for not telling her that she's fucking leaving the house, Virgil and Naomi get into another argument about how Catalina came to marry Virgil. Virgil tells Naomi that he has married before, but it didn't work out. His wife left him. So Naomi, for some fucking reason, decides to just make a truce with them, with the Doyles. First mistake, but okay. Yeah, literally. Florence now won't let Naomi in to see Catalina at all because she gave her this fucking remedy that gave her seizures. (laughs) So it's like, okay, understandable, but also like... Rude. Rude, exactly. Then, so so now... Naomi has to be monitored every time she sees Catalina. Catalina gives her this suspicious note that seems to be from Ruth's diary, but Naomi can't really make any sense of it. It doesn't really make sense. What does the note say? I couldn't tell you anymore. Like, I don't have the book anymore, so I could not tell you. But it's a bunch of, like, it's a bunch of ramblings about the house and whatnot, It just doesn't make sense. So this note is a tipping point for Naomi, apparently. Mm -hmm. She's getting weird vibes from this place. Her dreams have been getting crazier and crazier. This rash hasn't been going away. So she decides she needs to leave. Fair. Yeah, right. She asks Francis if he's ever thought the house was haunted, if he's ever seen any ghosts. Naomi tells him that she has two theories about these ghosts she's seeing either the ghosts are these like extrasensory beings she's making up in her mind or the concept of of the ghosts are i don't know it's like kind of difficult yeah it's like the no it's like it's when you believe in it so much it like makes them real you're right She's like, either I'm making this up in my head or they're actually real and they're here. Right? Mm-hmm. So she also talks about how the mercury vapors in the paint used to make the wallpaper, if it's made her gone mad or not. That's also part of her theory. Francis doesn't reply. He just says that he thinks Naomi ought, like should probably leave as a result of simply, this is a direct quote, simply because there are not any ghosts, it doesn't imply you may not be haunted. So, spooky. Simply because there are not any ghosts, it doesn't mean you're not, impl- you're not haunted. So, that's suspect. He also tells her not to trust Howard or Virgil at all. Like, Okay, we've been new. These men were already sketchy to begin with, so whatever. Mm-hmm. That night, she dreams that Virgil walks into her room and that she's not able to move as he kisses her and assaults her. So that's great. Love that. Uh. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh. Mm-hmm. She wakes up wearing an open bathrobe, 
having slept walked into Virgil's room, dripping wet barefoot, like soaked, you know, in water. What the fuck? Yeah, literally. Naomi tries to see Catalina the next day, but Florence won't let her. Typical. Bitch, get the fuck out of my way. Thank you. So she goes back to her room, and in her room, she's studying a moldy moldy book when she notices her wallpaper appears to maneuver maneuver and change the colors in the the wallpaper. So it is yellow wallpaper. Okay. Yeah. So she rushes into her bathroom and splashes water on her face, and the, the room returns normally. However, she doesn't know what was a hallucination and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. So Naomi decides this is the last straw and that it's best for her to get the fuck out of there. Finally. And and go back to, to and go back to her hometown and get no get Catalina out with her father because this is just too fucking much. Mm-hmm. But not so fucking fast. I don't think so. Not today, bitch. That's right. So This is when the Doyles reveal their whole fucking plot. Get ready for this shit. I am. So the Doyles reveal that they don't have any intention of letting Naomi go. She they tell her that Howard found a mushroom. Throwback to Mm -hmm. when Francis was studying mushrooms back in the cemetery. Mm They found a mushroom that had the power to heal and lengthen life. It's particularly potent or, like, it works better on people within, within the Doyle's bloodline, which is why they've been so incesty. Love that. Yeah. The home that they've been living in is infused with the mushroom spores. Love that. Which has grown around and below the home, forming a symbiotic relationship with the home and the inhabitants of it. So it additionally, yeah, go ahead. Is it is it real? Like, is the yeah, mushrooms prolonging their life, or is that just like yeah, hallucinations? No, it oh. no, it's real. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Don't love that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It additionally permits a stage of management over folks and people that have inhaled the spores. Mm-hmm. The spores have a capability to gather and store memories. Mm-hmm. So Naomi's visions and nightmares that she's been having are actually the literal flashbacks of the household's collective memories. What the fuck? So, yeah. so Virgil going in and assaulting Naomi, did that actually happen? Or did that happen to Catalina? Did that happen to Ruth? That's actually a really good point because you don't know. You have no clue. It could have been either any of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... They name this recollection, this collective memory, the gloom. That's what they call it, the gloom. Sounds pretty fucking gloomy. I don't want my family having access to my memories. 
Mm-hmm. And to get this, Howard sacrificed his first wife, Agnes, through this ritual. What the fuck? To turn her into this hub for the spores to populate. Yeah, it's weird. It's oh, fucking... so like the the mushrooms are growing inside his first wife's body in the basically, basement? Yes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Howard is definitely like 300 years old. What the fuck? Exactly. And so then how old are Virgil and Ruth? Couldn't tell you. Ruth is dead, so she doesn't matter. But yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So Howard is definitely around 300 years old. He has the ability to transmit himself, his being, into another person via this mushroom magic <laughs> slash gl- the gloom thing. <laughs> yeah. Mushroom magic. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. great. Love that for us. Love that. Yep. So he's been doing this, this magic, this like transferring of himself for the last 300 years. To protect the the efficiency of his powers. So, like, does he, like, go into someone else's body and live in another body every so long? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, like, the body he's in isn't the body he was born in. Yes. Okay. So, the Doyles have currently been branching out by way of marriages. Before, they were solely trying to keep it within the family, hence the incest. And then they realized how fucked up that is. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, but, so they've been, you know, sticking with the family, but the inbreeding has made it hard to reproduce, obviously. Yeah. So they've started introducing outsiders, but outsiders react to the spores in a different way than they do. Some of them have been adversely affected. They've been getting fevers and dying, like the employees that they employed that died but naomi has seemed to been complimentary with the virus Mm -hmm. and so they think she should marry francis to keep along with this bloodline Uh, that's a hard Uh pass for me but thanks for playing thanks exactly yes so so so, at, she's Naomi's been told all this. Afterwards, Francis tells Naomi that he's aware that this is wrong and he doesn't agree with it. Francis and Naomi come up with this plan to still take this um, remedy that Marta gave her mm-hmm. because that will combat the effectiveness of the spore's effect on people. But meanwhile, also take, or sorry, also go along with this plan. So they're going to go along with this plan, but also take this remedy that combats the spores. So then they won't live forever. Right, exactly. Like they're, they're going to pretend like they're going along with it, but they're also going to take this medicine that will not affect their mind. Right. So... Francis is still sneaking Naomi and Catalina this 
medicine, Mm -hmm. whatever. Naomi and Francis have this marriage ceremony, Mm quote-unquote. It's very weird. They get married, whatever. And then they put... They come to this section of the ritual or whatever that they have to put Howard's body into Francis's body, right? So then she'd technically be married to Howard. Yes, yes. No, we don't like that. No, it's weird. It's fucking weird. So... So then what would happen to Francis? He would just, like, disappear? Basically, yeah. Oh, we don't like that. No. So Naomi, like a fucking badass, stabs Howard in the fucking eye with a scalpel. Hell yeah. Exactly. And meanwhile, Francis takes Florence's gun and shoots her. His own mother. Exactly. The symmetry. The symmetry is... It's... Chef's kiss. Ruth would be so proud. I know. Francis and Naomi then escape into the household crypt underground. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we love that. It's very creepy. Mm. And Naomi sees the body of Agnes down there, with with spores sprouting out of her. Okay, so she's yeah, like, that's literally what yikes. I was like imagining, like the the stark crypt from Game of Thrones, and like yes, like. Her just, like, literally being, like, a human garden, a la mm-hmm. Moana. Yep. That's exactly that's exactly it, basically. Love that. So, then out of fucking nowhere, Virgil pops up and tries to stop them. Fuck off, Virgil. Virgil says he knew they were taking the remedy. However, he was cool with it because he needed them to injure Howard so he could take over the control of the spores. Because it's all about power, as you know. Yes. Because that's all these people want. Uh-huh. So then Francis fights him. And Come Naomi, on, Frankie. Na- during this all, Naomi lights the body of Agnes on fire. So that's what Francis meant by she should have just burnt the whole thing to the ground. That's right. My God. My mind. Exactly. So Naomi lights the body on fire and gets her, Francis, and Catalina the fuck out of there, goes into the neighboring town. They take refuge in a local inn where Francis and her and Catalina lay low for a little bit. Mm -hmm. During this all, Francis has a dream about the home where he's inside it and he feels like the mushrooms and the spores are rising stronger than ever. So basically history is perpetuating itself, right? Yeah. Cause he's still part of it. And he, he wonders if he should just kill himself because he feel like he, he feels like he's going to perpetuate this like terribleness. Yeah. It, so the book ends with Naomi reassuring him that it, it's going to be fine and that she's hopeful, hopeful that the, the future will be greater than what the past was. And that's where it ends. Wow. Next week, you will be here. Hey. So that was American Gothic. I mean, Mexican Gothic. That God damn Mexican it. Gothic. Why am I yes. thinking American Gothic? 
I don't know. I don't know either. It's going to come to me after we finish recording. But, wow, that was really good. That's a really good story. It was pretty good. There's a lot of, like, imperialistic themes within it, Mm -hmm. so. I love that. Yeah. Well, that took us quite some time. I know. I'm glad we got through it. I'm glad I don't have to read that book now because I wanted to and now I don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> so you can follow the podcast Twitter at Bookaholics Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at HBI Cheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13, or on Storygraph, Alicia Reads. So thanks for listening. Alicia's going to go finish her dinner. I'm going to crack open a Ben and Jerry's and we'll see you for the next one. Bye.